Football Podcast. My name is Dalton Cates. You can follow me on Twitter at DaltonGuruFF. Today I'm joined by the GN Godfather himself. Let's and go. You can follow him on Twitter at GNFF underscore Godfather. GNFF underscore Godfather. Go give him a follow. He's putting out some great content there. But today, our topic is going to be something that a lot of people have been talking about. And yeah. We're going to break down Todd Gurley. Is the end near for Todd Gurley? What's going to happen to Daryl Henderson now? Who is going to really start to get these touches in the Rams' backfield? We're going to have that all for you today. So um, I'm excited. It's a hot topic because every day there's something on Todd Gurley. People yeah. people love Todd Gurley. I don't think anyone hates Todd Gurley. This is not a podcast episode that is here to bash Todd Gurley at all. I think what I really want to bring to light for the people who are um, just knocking his ADP is to understand uh, what he's done. We really need to appreciate what Todd Gurley has, has done in the league in his first four seasons. But we are seeing his ADP plummet. It's plummeting, and it, it, by the day it's going down, uh, there were a couple um, expert, like like high-stakes high guys that were, he went 304 in a redraft league, and it's like it's continuing to fall, and it's it's crazy to see a guy who... 304? Say it again. How does 304. That this is a guy who, for the majority of the season, was the most valuable running back in fantasy, the number one player, Week in, week out, constant killer, workhorse, carrying your team. A lot of teams won their championships. And now he's going so late in drafts where it seems like there's there are people that are genuinely concerned and nobody wants to touch him in the top two rounds, which is crazy to think about. They're writing him off. We said it before the podcast. The vibranium <laughs> in his knee, the vibranium in Todd Gurley's left knee has now disintegrated. There's nothing else to protect him. Uh, you got to remember, he came into the NFL coming off a torn ACL in college at Georgia in 2014, and he got over it. But now, when you hear reports about inflammation and about knee arthritis, that is a true concern. And what is going to happen from here on out to his workload? How is he going to feel on the field? And, like you already should know, the Rams trading up 24 spots 24 to get Daryl Henderson. And then keeping Malcolm Brown as insurance, matching the Lions offer sheet, signing him to a two-year deal. Those are signs that you must understand. And those are the signs that are bringing Gurley's stock down. But first, we really got to look at what he has done from 2015 to 2018. Nobody, no running back in the NFL has touched the ball more than him over that span of four seasons. More than 1,200 touches, Dalton. 1,229. 1,229. The yardage speaks for itself. All right. 4,547 rushing yards, almost 1,900 receiving yards. He has been as workhorse as it gets. So people really got to appreciate that, what he's done in only four years. And this is with one year. Remember 2016? Yeah. With Jeff Fisher, oh. how, how ugly that was for him and for him to be able to bounce back. Sean McVay really rejuvenated that whole Rams offense. And now, you know, he's been a dominant workhorse in the NFL. 
His workhorse consumption rate, that I want to bring up, nearly 30% of the offensive yardage of the Rams each year. That's where he's at. But it looks like we've seen him peak. Yeah. Yeah, and we see that a lot too with uh, running backs once they hit age 25 or later. Mind you, Gurley is still 24 years old, but he's going to be entering his age 25 season, um, entering his fifth year now. So uh, once you see 25 hit, 26, 27, 28, um, that's, that's when running backs really start to um, – start to decline in a sense. We start to see their touches go down. We start to see their fantasy points go down. And a lot of that is due to new infused talent in there. And not everyone is necessarily Todd Gurley, so you can obviously buck that trend. But we're seeing um, with his injury that um, it's, a, it's a major concern that we really have to understand. He's only 24 years old. Yeah. And the next guy on the list from 2015 to 2018 and in the most touches is Melvin Gordon. At 1,079, also drafted in 2015. Yeah. So there's no real uh, uh, threat to him on that category. He has definitely shown that in this era in the NFL where it's more pass happy, he has been the true definition of a workhorse. So you can't uh, be surprised at the toll it's taken on his left knee. Once that ACL even recovers and you get arthritis later on in your career, that's a huge, huge negative sign um, that looks like He's not going to be getting 250 carries next yeah. year. Do you think? Where do you think he falls as far as touches overall? I think we're looking at around the range of 15 to 17 a game, and I don't really have much data to back it up. But I my 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 viewpoint is I think that he's going to be getting uh, lead committee back carries. Um, maybe low-end workhorse carries. Low-end workhorse carries are 18, 20 touches a game where uh, committee backs are probably getting like 12 to like 17 a game. I think it's going to be more on the high-end or like low-end of the workhorse spectrum. But I think the days of 20-plus carries are or 20-plus touches a game are likely over. And that likely. is sad. That yeah. is sad if you're not only a Rams fan, but if you're a fantasy fan, you just love watching elite running backs. That's sad. That's sad to realize, and we, our guy, uh, Kenny Stevens, he brought up a category that we wanted to dig into. Is like, what happens when Todd Gurley doesn't touch the ball more than 18 times? What happens when his volume is not that of an elite tier one running back? So we did the math here. 19 games out of his, I believe, 58 games he's played in the NFL, that has happened. 18 t total touches or less. And here's the average. When that happens, he averages about 15 touches, including receptions, for 73 yards. Wow, and it's crazy is a lot of that actually happened in the second half of last year. After week nine last year, um, he was only getting 19 touches per game. And that was, that was, there was probably some injury that was going on during this time, but we, the media probably didn't know about it until like week 14, week 15, when he actually missed time. So, um, yeah, but if we look at the touches of Todd Gurley from first half of the season, from week one to week eight, we're looking at 25 touches a game. That's workhorse numbers. That's when we saw Todd Gurley just blowing up the league, taking it by storm. And then, yeah, week nine hits. 19 touches a game, and that's not really with much competition there. It was yeah. really Malcolm Brown, John Kelly never saw the field, Justin Davis never saw the field, and C.J. Anderson didn't really get signed to week 14. So uh, The Rams are comfortable throwing the ball, though. So yeah. I can see that progression continuing. Him getting less carries like he did last year because of the inflammation, I see that continuing on in 2019. You have Jared yeah. Goff. You have... Uh, 
Cooper Cup coming back, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks. You got a high flying offense, yeah. and then you have Darrell Henderson entering the fold. You could have Henderson and Gurley on the field at the same yes. time. You really could. So, but that doesn't bode well for Gurley's touches, no. like we just said. Um, volume is key, and you know if you're any player, you're not getting enough volume. You're not getting many opportunities. So sad to say, it doesn't look good for Gurley. But I also wanted to compare him in my article that I'm working on to the top five NFL running backs in scrimmage yards based on their first four season NFL. These are godly names. These are uh, superstars that uh, most of them are headed to Can or in Canton. One of them, Adrian Peterson, he will be in Canton one day, I foresee. Number one, Ladanian Tomlinson, his first four years, nearly 8,000 uh, scrimmage yards. Then you have Eric Dickerson, the former LA Ram, 7,800 yards, a little more than that. Then Adrian Peterson, then Barry Sanders, then Marcus Allen. I'll be releasing that list. You'll be able to see. And Gurley, not too far behind. He would be behind these five, but yeah. these are guys that were getting way more touches. In fact, at the top, Tomlinson averaging 413 touches a year in his first four seasons wow. as a San Diego Charger. And if you remember, I mean, he was just, he came in out of the gate as a rookie, just dominating. And he was in North Turner's offense, which was very running back friendly. Todd Gurley, first four years, averaging 307 touches. So that's a little more than 100 carry touches less. And if you multiplied, uh, Ladanian Tomlinson's volume to Todd Gurley's 5.2 yards per touch, he would surpass Ladanian Tomlinson by far in scrimmage yards. So you could say that in this era, he's been given the maximum volume that you could ask for. It's a different game. It's a different era of football. So you got to give him his props. He, I think we've definitely seen his peak performance, and we, we definitely appreciate it. But running back shelf life, doesn't last yeah. too long as we we've seen. It's time crazy. And, again. and if we just compare it on a like on an efficiency perspective here, Gurley was much more efficient than Tomlinson, and Tomlinson also was a lot more involved in the receiving game, and that's where you would get a higher yards per touch. So for Gurley to be ahead in that regard is uh, really speaks to the type of player he is and and his really game breaking ability um, in the NFL and also in fantasy as well as, yeah. as a receiver. Just so. imagine if he had the same type of volume. And, yeah. and give it to LT, he had 291 receptions in his first four years, and Gurley is about, what, 187? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the Ladanian got fed a lot, but yeah. but sh shout out to Bud. These are just great running backs. 100%. So it's like looking at Todd Gurley the next year, it's like, it's like what can we project? I think we saw maybe a hint of what we saw last year, where in those games where he was only getting 19 touches a game in the second half of the season, he was getting utilized more in the receiving game. So maybe it's it's less of a usage in the running game and more of a usage in the receiving game, getting him more efficient targets, getting him more efficient touches so that when he is on the field and when he does have the ball in his hands, he's not necessarily grinding it out between the tackles where he has um, – more susceptibility to injury and more more hits on the knee where he can be more out in space getting catching the ball maybe have a one-on-one -on -one where he's not getting much mm -hmm. um, wear and tear on that knee so we saw we saw that last year he averaged um, 1.25 extra target targets per game um, in the second half of the season despite getting less touches and he averaged a full reception per game despite getting less touches so um, if you look at just was his PPR scoring in the first half of the season last year he was at 29 and a half close to 30 which is 
insane. His full that se- is. his full season pace would have been four hundred seventy two mm. points, which we've only had one four hundred point or season in the past. Uh, since 2010, and that was David Johnson. So to think that he would surpass David Johnson mm-hmm. by over 60 points is just bananas for like that, that just to put that in perspective of how good he was. But also, if we take a look and just look at how well he did on his touches in the second of the season, he still was on pace for 352 points, which is still a high end RB1. So you're still getting very good numbers there. But um, there is some reason to believe that this this number is going to go down a little bit. He's been uh, used and abused. Yeah. It's going down. Yeah. For sure. And he reportedly wants to play at six pounds lighter. Yeah. At about 218 pounds. I don't know how much that helps. Any uh, alleviate swelling in his knee. Maybe it does. At the same time, six pounds. Well, what is that really? And, and does that mess with his durability, his physicality? Not sure. But this... This whole thing on Darrell Henderson coming in, that's the key factor in why people are fading Gurley or drafting him way later. We just saw a tweet uh, citing Adam Schefter. Tell the people, if they haven't uh, been following on Twitter, what he had to say about So Adam Schefter essentially said that Sean McVay believed that Darrell Henderson was the best offensive player uh, in the draft, and they love, all caps, love Daryl Henderson. So, um, reading between the lines, naturally, if you like one running back on a team, it would make sense to not like another running back on a team, but why can't we like both? Why can't we think that both these guys are going to be utilized well in this offense? And um, yes, there are tea leaves there that Gurley, I mean, it's very likely that Gurley is going to see a decrease in touches, but um, Henderson is also someone that we should be very excited about. You're not going to see a team really trade up. 24 spots to go get a running back even when they have a solidified running back if they don't truly believe in that player he also fits that scheme well zone scheme uh daryl henderson nobody ran the ball on the outside uh zone scheme more than the Rams. yeah it's perfect nobody did and and those holes were were massive and those cutback lanes and that great offensive line todd Gurley had a field day so you can't just imagine uh henderson who seems to be more explosive looks like he's been shot out of a cannon running behind that offensive line in the zone scheme. I mean, it's it's a match made in heaven. It's a great fit. And he's now starting to see his ADP go up in rookie drafts. Shooting. You just saw Shooting him, him go at 1.04. It's That's crazy. Amazing to me. So in the past week since I released my article, I made a risers faller article. Devil Henderson was actually a faller from the beginning of the draft to after the draft. He was a picked 109 before the draft, draft hits, he goes to the Rams, people didn't like the situation, and he was being drafted at 205, which is crazy to get in the second round. And then this past week, we're starting to see all this hype, all this concern, because Jake Glazer's report so came out. So much concern. Jake Glazer's report really started to like get the light bulb going, and people said, okay, something's actually wrong here. Um, and now we see Daryl Henderson's um, ADP shoot up. Um, in the past week, I saw him go from 205, he, he's gone to 112 in a draft, and then just earlier today, I saw him go 104 in one of my rookie drafts. So people are believing in. He went above Miles Sanders. He went above DK Metcalf. He went above AJ Brown. All these guys. He, and these guys are are pretty smart if you think about it. Yeah. They're thinking long term. Yeah. They're not thinking redraft. Obviously, it's a rookie draft, so they're thinking about what's going to happen in 2020. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know Gurley's contract details, but I mean, it looks like 
the end is near. He's not going to get another big contract when he's got this lingering knee issue. He's got arthritis. And you watch him in that TMZ video, and you see him limping out of the restaurant, and he's got his arm around his buddy, and he's... You can see he definitely has an issue. This is Jay Glazer's full quote. I have to read it out loud just so you guys can really realize if you haven't said it to yourself already. Quote, the sky isn't falling, but even now, there, the Rams, being smart about it. It did swell up on him last year. This is a knee that has had wear and tear. Eventually, you're going to factor this in, especially with them having to sit down the stretch last year. Sit him down the stretch. He also said it's not all doom and gloom, but it's definitely something you have to monitor and be prepared for in case that thing blows up on him again. We already learned that lesson last year. That's why he isn't doing any on-field work yet. Just imagine, I hate to, I'm not wishing this on him, but what if he tears his ACL again? Or what if the inflammation hits hard again? Automatically, people are going to be trying to trade for Darrell Henderson. Or if you have Darrell Henderson, you are jumping up for joy because you know that the volume should be there. And in this scheme, I mean, the Rams were third in rushing offense last year. So balanced. They've got got a great passing attack too. So you got to understand that this is a really great... um, offensive investment to be a part of 100 percent, and i think that we could see it similar to how we see with mark ingram and alvin kamara uh in the first couple years where both backs are being utilized both are being efficient they're kind of mixing and matching i think um have daryl henderson more in the alvin kamara type role and then uh todd Gurley more in the mark ingram role but obviously different types of players um but we could see that we could see him have both be very efficient. We saw Mark Ingram and Kamara both finish um, in 2017 as top 12 running backs, and then we saw obviously Ingram get suspended. But they're both fairly good running backs. Obviously Kamara was a top five running back, but Ingram was still a very good um, fantasy asset, high end RB2 last year. So just being in those offenses, uh, we look at the running backs now, the workhorses, you already touched on it, the workhorses aren't the same anymore. Yeah. And they, they're trying to spread these touches to guys, get them in space, get them and utilize them the best they can. And um, This think, is a very similar situation. Yeah. You're saying that he could have an Alvin Kamara type role, which means he can have an Alvin Kamara, I'm talking about Daryl Henderson, have that type of rookie year. We look at it right now, he started three games as a rookie, 2017, Alvin Kamara, 728 rushing yards, eight touchdowns, 81 receptions, 826 yards, and five touchdowns. Yes, I think he's Alvin Kamara light. Uh, I don't think that those reception totals would necessarily be there for him because Saints have been top five in terms of passing to running backs for the past 10 years, ever since Breeze and Peyton have been there. So, uh... I'm not sure that that we see him get five plus receptions a game, but we could Why definitely. Why not though, Darrell Henderson? We can see can, him get close. He can catch to, the ball out of the backfield. We can see him catch the ball. We can see him be very efficient. I think he's going to be extremely efficient with his touches. Look at Kamara's rookie year: six point one yards yep, per on attempt the on the ground, and he had a ten point two yards points. per reception. Why can't we see those type of efficient numbers out of Darrell Henderson? Yeah, and I would say that this is a better offensive line. Uh, in LA, better offensive line, maybe a little less touches than what Kamara saw his rookie year. But why can't why can't he do the same thing that Kamara did? Kamara was drafted in the third round. They no traded up for him. A shot. Th- they got traded, traded up for. Adrian Peterson was in that backfield. Mark Ingram was there. With Mark Ingram, and no one saw that coming. Same type of situation here. Todd Gurley, an All Pro. 
Mark Ingram is no Todd Gurley, and no disrespect to either. I'm just saying Todd Gurley's top of the backfield, and then Darrell Henderson comes in. Like your article documented, he fell in the ADP because he didn't go to an uh, offense or to a team where he was going to go play right away. But now with the knee concern, all of a sudden the playing field is, is evening out and the ADP is going right back up. It's skyrocketing. <laughs> it is skyrocketing to the point where where he's definitely going to be a middle round, first round pick. Obviously said 104. I would not be shocked to see him jump into the top five like consistently um i still think there's still work to be done i think i think a full report on Gurley really understanding what's happening there and how henderson's going to be utilized but the upside's there the upside's Gurley's not going to be like playing in preseason just like last year to hold him out Mm -hmm. i doubt how much work does he get in training camp so all these reps and all these touches wow. are going to go to Darrell Henderson. Sean McVay is going to fall in love with Darrell yeah. Henderson. And that's going to earn wow. him touches. And, yeah, I can see it right this month as we're into June. That top five in rookie drafts, we could see that ADP consistently be top five for Darrell Henderson. So if you're drafting Todd Gurley in whether redraft or dynasty you'll get him at value right yeah. because he's now slipping into the early second round yeah. you better go get henderson though yeah, as a handcuff have you have to you have to and it's That's funny the biggest handcuff most crucial handcuff in fantasy football 100%, 100%. right now 100 wow. and uh i think just in terms of redraft uh just looking at fantasy football calculator daryl henderson is going in eighth round and if we look at where ingram and kamara went uh and couple years 2017 um you're looking at third round price on ingram pre-suspension injury or pre-suspension um because obviously that dropped him down but pre-suspension ingram is going third round Kamara is going top seven so um i think i think i don't think that the i think the market's going to correct itself but i don't know if it's going to correct itself to where he actually should be drafted like i think that even though this is a skyrocketing ADP, he still may end up being a value. Like, he still may end up being a value because of, I think people are still underestimating how well he can do in that offense despite maybe only getting 160 to 170 touches. Like, if he gets 160, 170 touches, that's 10 a game in that offense, gonna have explosive plays, utilize the receiver. Like, he's gonna have his floor there as a receiver, and then he's gonna have those couple plays where he's breaking out. So um, so here's a trick question I have for you. You're in a dynasty war room. Wow, Who do you rather world. take? Todd Gurley at his value? Or do you take Terrell Henderson at his 100% value? 100% Henderson. Wow. 100% because you're, you're paying second round for Gurley. There's so much downside there. And for Henderson, there's so much upside there. So I think the risk versus reward on those picks um, – I think it's unlikely that Gurley becomes the workhorse that we've seen. I think that's unlikely. So for him to get a value jump from the second to a first round and for him to pay off the ADP, um, I'm not sure. I think that if we're talking Gurley in the third round, we may have a different conversation because uh, you're not paying as high of a price and you can technically gain value on Gurley in the third round. But, man, like... I think in redraft it's different than dynasty. I think dynasty you have to fade Gurley more than redraft because dynasty it's like this is a long term concern. This is not a one year thing. This is a long term concern. So I think is we saw we saw him go three oh four in a redraft league. It's like if that happens in a redraft league, he should be going a lot lot later in a, in a dynasty league. Let's check crazy. this out right here. Yeah, looking at Todd Gurley's contract, 
It's a big time deal. He's getting a 5.5 or 5 million next year. He's got a potential out in 2022. Yeah. What do you, what do you foresee in when is he out of LA? I don't think he spends the rest of his career there. It doesn't happen to running backs. They don't usually spend their whole career on one team. Looking at this, what do we see as far as the window to when he leaves? And then Henderson's real emergence as a top-tier full-time back. Um, a top-tier full-time back, it's probably going to be a while. Like, I, do, I don't think that unless Gurley gets hurt or unless Gurley's off the team, I don't think there's upside for him to be that true workhorse like we see with Kamara. But that doesn't mean he can be an elite second-tier uh, fantasy player. Like, it doesn't doesn't mean he can't be... Uh, a dynamic player um, and a great fantasy asset in that regard as a secondary guy to, to Gurley. And I think that's kind of the guy we have to look at is like this guy can still do it in that role. Um, yeah, Gurley's contract next couple years are kind of locked into him. So it's not like uh, they, they have like Gurley and the Rams are kind of married to each other now and they kind of have to figure out what's going to happen. They have to play it smart. They can't be giving Gurley these these massive amount of touches. And if, if they want to make a playoff run, they can't overwork him at the beginning of the season. They have to maintain his touches. They have to keep him fresh. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a potentially 17, 18, 19-game season for Gurley um, versus a lot of a lot of the teams only get 16 games. So you have to manage him throughout those games um, during the regular season, and that means more fantasy points for uh, Daryl Henderson and more touches for him. Because look at the cap hit in uh, 2019, 9.2, 2020, 17.2, 2021, 13.2. A lot of money uh, locked in at the signing, uh, roster signing bonus for 2019, 4.2 million. He's got a base salary of 5 million. There's a lot of money locked into him. So if he gets hurt, this is all a waste. Yeah. They have to be so careful, which means Henderson's touches are going to come, but they're sharing. Yeah, it's this sure. weird. It's this weird balance. There's a big pie to eat, but uh, they can share the pie. They can share the pie, and it, there's gonna be a lot of fantasy points that come from it. But um, I think it's unlikely we see one guy emerge over the other unless injuries happen, of course. Like let's say, let's say let's say Henderson gets hurt and Henderson goes down. Um, Gurley, I don't think he's going to see an uptick in touches. Like, I think Gurley's going to maintain his level regardless. So I think Malcolm Brown will step into that role, and I don't think Malcolm Brown will have anywhere near the efficiency or anywhere near the impact that Daryl Henderson is because Daryl Henderson is just a much better running back and a much better player. Should you be getting a stash like not just Brown but John Kelly? Yeah, if you're in a, deep, if you're in a dynasty league, he's a, he's a perfect flyer. I've been picking him up and, like, uh, late teens, 20. P- people are kind of forgetting about him, and Malcolm Brown's not necessarily the answer there. John Kelly looked very good in preseason. He was a very good running back coming out, but he just kind of didn't have the draft capital there. So um, he's a good running back in his own regard. So if anything happens to Gurley and Henderson, it's like, why not Kelly? I think Kelly's a better running back than Malcolm Brown, um, and I think that um, they have they don't have as much tied to Malcolm Brown. They signed him to a two-year deal, but they only gave him a, couple, a $2 million guarantee. That's not a huge deal for a running back. That's very light, even for a backup. So, um, yeah, John Kelly's a perfect stash um, in the late rounds that has that upside, is in that offense, and if something happens, he's a good running back that could definitely fill those shoes. Yeah, definitely. This is a top-five offense you want to buy into with the L.A. Rams. But um, basically, at this point, I'd just like to say Todd Gurley, salute to 
I don't want to say a great career. It's, I don't think it's uh, it's over. I'm just saying that we have seen him peak in these last last three years, last four years that he's played. I, I just don't see him getting the same type of volume. If he did not have this knee injury, we wouldn't even be talking about this. If yeah. he didn't have this knee issue or arthritis, we wouldn't be talking about this. But this is definitely this is definitely a problem. Um, and then with all the tea leaves that we've just talked about, just, just just be cautious, you know, just be cautious and get that the most crucial handcuff in fantasy football, Darrell Henderson. And don't be afraid to reach in the rookie draft because it appears that it's already happening. So it's, happening. it's going to be an interesting year. 2019 is a huge, crucial year in what we see from Todd Gurley uh, to determine really, the rest of his future. Yeah, definitely. So salute Todd Gurley and uh, – Guru Nation, peace out.